a lot of people that teach the concept have surface level um, understanding mm-hmm. and they don't they don't have a root level understanding. And so mm-hmm. when I give you a little history real quick, my dad taught me how to be the bank, but it wasn't in this structured way that I teach now, you know, that mm-hmm. I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so, son, we don't we don't keep our money in no savings account. Mm-hmm. We put our money in a safe and we lend the money out the same way that the banks do. Right. So I grew up with my dad. He had like a journal and he used to draw people's faces and how much they owed him. And, wow. and, he, and he was charging anywhere from 10 to 25 cents on a dollar. Wow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my father kind of keeping low key, don't really want it a big thing, worked at the mm-hmm. Dallas Morning News, bro, making two to $8,000 a month lending. And so, and so for me in my mind, I grew up that way. Like we don't, I mean, we, we ought to be like, we ought to bank. We right. you got money that's sitting somewhere. You move that money and let it come back. And so my dad didn't teach me stocks. He taught me lending. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And on today's episode... We got a chance to sit down with my guy, Jake Taylor Jacobs. And when I tell you this guy brought the fire and he always brings the fire, if you tap in with this guy on social media, you already know what he's all about. But he broke down to us exactly what is the private banking blueprint, right? Why is he an advocate for it? How did he learn about it? And why is something that some of you might want to understand and tap into as well. Jake has been educating families and college students on the topic of financial literacy since 2012. Though he was passionate about teaching on topics of legacy building and financial freedom, Jake never thought in a million years he would build a business in the financial industry, especially since he went to school to be a PE teacher. Clearly, God had other plans for him. Jake's break into the entrepreneurial world came in 2016 when he built his financial firm on seven napkins and a local Applebee's. And since then, the rest has been history. So tap into this episode. Jake was on the go, but it was still gracious enough to um, do this episode with us. And so there may be a few uh, technical glitches here and there with the audio. But if you just stick around and soak up these gems, I promise you it'll be worth it. Thanks so much for tuning in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today, we got a really special guest on the show. Uh, We got a chance to chop it up uh, last week. We've been connected on social for a while. Uh, The stars align for us to be able to connect on a more meaningful level. And of course, I had to have him on the podcast. So with no further ado, Jake Taylor Jacobs, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, listen, I'm the most blessed man in the world. I can't complain. How you, brother? Hey man, if I was any better, I'd be you, bro. So you know what I'm saying? I think I think I'm I'm doing pretty good. But yeah, man. So for the it's shrinking population, right? Because I'm I'm seeing you popping up everywhere. So I know I know it's, it's shrinking every day. Uh, but for the shrinking population who does not know who you are, who who is Jake 
Taylor Jacobs. What are you all about? Uh, Jake Taylor Jacobs, I'm a kingdom ambassador. My number one mission is to make sure that uh, we help uh, bring life to the dead, people that do not know uh, who God is and the power of who God is and the, our, our inheritance. Uh, so I've made it my mission to help people tap into the inheritance of abundance, of relationships, abundance and, and money, economic growth, abundance and ownership, abundance and equity, um, abundance and life, um, to really, really teach people how to live that Sabbath-like living uh, for all of their life. You know, it's yeah. about the Sabbath. Yeah, we're supposed to be in that Sabbath, baby. I love that. I love that, man. And so, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't lead in with this. You know, uh, I've been in the financial industry for crazy to say out loud, almost a decade, right? And, you know, I, I started out on, in the insurance world um, and, you know, I didn't have any mentors coming through. So just trying to figure it, all on my own, figure it all out on my own. Um, but I learned, I did catch wind of this concept called like becoming becoming your own bank. And then I saw you, I caught wind of you. And I was like, man, this guy, he really gets it though. Cause the way I, I was kind of educated on it, it, it didn't quite resonate the way it, it didn't have the same sauce, right? You know how you get some chicken. I, I always tell people chicken is chicken, right? Hey, real talk. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some, some, some chicken is a little bit different based upon the season and the sauce you got on it. So, so the sauce you put on, I was like, man, this brother, he's really, really tapped in uh, what this concept is all about. So if you could, if you could just share with us, like, what is this, become your own bank concept that you preach day in and day out. Give us the game on that. Well, well the biggest thing, G, is that um, a lot of people that teach the concept have surface level um, understanding mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't have a root level understanding. And so mm -hmm. when I give you a little history real quick, my dad taught me how to be the bank, but it wasn't in this structured way that I teach now, you know, that mm -hmm. I learned. Mm -hmm. um, it was more so, son, we don't we don't keep our money in no savings account. Mm -hmm. We put our money in a safe and we lend the money out the same way that the banks do. Right. So I grew up with my dad. He had like a journal and he used to draw people's faces and how much they owed him. And, wow. and, he, and he was charging anywhere from 10 to 25 cents on a dollar. Wow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my father kind of keeping low key, don't really want it a big thing, worked at the mm -hmm. Dallas Morning News bro, making two to $8,000 a month lending. And so, and so for me in my mind, I grew up that way. Like we don't, I mean, we, we ought to be like, we ought to bank. We right. you got money that's sitting somewhere. You move that money and let it come back. And so my dad didn't teach me stocks. He taught me lending. Okay. And, and so um, kind of growing up, you know, it just never registered me, registered to me um, to do that. And so when I found, when I found the concept of becoming your own bank originally known as infinite banking by the creator Nelson Nash. Mm -hmm. Um, it was dry turkey, you know, it was dry, it was chicken, it was using yeah. terminology that I know I didn't understand. I used to yeah. fall asleep trying to learn it. That's how boring yeah. it was. Yeah, the book was dry, it was no context, and I knew that I could tell that he had root level knowledge, but it wasn't in a way where our people can be able to grasp it and understand it. So I'm looking online, I'm looking on YouTube, I'm, I'm reaching out to people, people who are saying that they understand it, but they're more salesmen. They're not really yes. educators. They don't really care about, you know, the knowledge of banking. And so what I did was I began to dive deep into becoming your own bank concept the same way I dove deep into the word of God, which was, you know, precept them on precept, line up online, a little here, a little there. So I said, the best way to start is the bank. Like, yeah. what's the origination of the bank? Mm -hmm. And then I began to, okay, how did banks get created? Wow. 
most people that own banks were the same people who owned slaves. Wait a minute. Then I went back to the word of God. Then it said the word, the Bible says that the borrower will always be slave to the lender. Then I went back and I said, wait, the Bible says that we're supposed to lend to many nations and borrow from none. Well, this concept that the bank is telling us to be dependent on, it ain't making sense. You know, mm -hmm. and, and so this is when I kind of separated because I used to teach borrowing money from the bank when Capital One used to fund me uh, right. to teach. And so when I came into this Nelson Nash, then after I got the root knowledge of the history of banking and all of that, then I was able to see his, his words a little different. And it wasn't until I began to practice it on myself, I began to see what policies work with it versus what policies did it. I began to see what insurance companies work with it versus what insurance companies did it because most people didn't even know which insurance companies to use. Right. They thought you could just use any whole life policy or any mm -hmm. IUL. I tried yep. it with the IUL. It don't really work with the IUL. I tried it with this. It don't really work with that. And so as I endorsed, you know, involved myself completely my whole entire life, I rejected the entire thought or notion to use a credit card or to go and borrow money from the bank. It forced, from, from, it forced me to really, really, really become a believer and a disciple of this truly, of truly this banking concept. And when I was able to see, I said, wait a minute, we can really teach people how to privatize banking because what mm -hmm. banking really is, bro, is there, there are four, there are four things that a bank does a four, uh, the first thing that a bank does, bro, they set up their structure, the mm -hmm. corporate structure, which are the board of directors. They take all of their money and mm -hmm. they put it in, they put it in a reserve. You need that for a bank. Yep. Cool. What do you do with a policy? You, you structure it, <laughs> you get your money, you dump it in the policy. You need that to start your policy the same way. Okay. Boom. Perfect. Right. What's the second thing that banks do? Banks are businesses before anything. So mm -hmm. the banks have to now sell products in order to get our money. So the savings account is a product. Uh, the CD is a product. Mm -hmm. Mutual fund is a product. Insurance that they sell is a product. The checking account is a product. Credit cards are products. Well, most people, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief, a mortgage is nothing but a security hold. So they, they don't really offer mortgages. A mortgage is just a hold and lean on the property. They're lending you a money for that property. Mm -hmm. But then you got the loans. And so I'm looking, I said, wait a minute. So these banks are really businesses. So mm -hmm. what does that tell me? If I want to be my own bank, I got to be selling products too. Yep. So now, now when I consume OPM, it's called other people's money, right? <laughs> Most of us don't realize, GA, that when we, when we uh, get, lend our money to the bank, we are agreeing for a couple of things. Mm -hmm. We're agreeing for them to service and protect our money. Yep. And we're agreeing for a 0.8 to 1%. That's what we agree on. That's right. us saying, we're trading you this for service on our money. And we're allowing for you to use our money for 1%. Well, my daddy taught me at a young age that, 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 ain't no, that ain't no good deal, son. Right. You can manage your own money. So you don't need them managing, securing your money. You can lend your own money and make money on it. So you don't need them lending money for you and giving you 0.8%. So I said, okay, the banks sell products so they can get our money and then they lend our money so that they can capitalize on it. So what is that concept that they taught me? Okay, I need to make sure I'm structured. Mm -hmm. I need to then, then I need to find a way to get other people's money because banks don't use their money. They use other people's money. Bang. So then I got to find a way to get other people's money and it got to be with high integrity. So I begin to offer products and services. Now that I got in surplus, 
of other people's money. Now I can maneuver and lend my money and make my money grow in other areas. So I begin to lend. And what most people fail to realize is that if you truly are a real investor, you believe just like Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. What's Warren Buffett say, GA? Never lose your money. Never lose well, money. What, well, what do, what do the banks do? They don't lose money. They anchor it down with hedging and risk uh, risk control. They, they buy assets to, you know, securities. So I say, mm-hmm. okay, boom. So once I understand how to lend and grow that, like, ooh, okay, okay, I'm becoming the bank. And yep. then the last thing was, where do I store my money when it's not moving? I got to find a place to store it. So what I did, GA, I went to the bank's uh, uh, assets and liabilities. I went to the FDIC.gov because most people don't know we're the ones who fund the insurance for the banks. So I went to on their assets and liabilities ledger. And I saw billions of dollars and they hoard billions of dollars inside of insurance policies. I said, mm-hmm. oh, oh, wait a minute. Cause I wanted to mimic the bank. Right. So I said, okay, boom, I got the structure. We selling products. I'm growing other people's money for my benefit. And now store the cash. Where can I store it? Store it inside of insurance reserves. Got an insurance license. Let mm-hmm. me pick back up this book of Nelson Nash. It makes sense now. Uh. And then boom, the concept of private banking blueprint was birthed by me practicing on my own. And now I'm going around teaching families how to build their own bank. And most people think it's crazy. Like, how do you start a bank? You got to have a business. What is going to be your business to get other people's money so that you can grow it and expand it? Mm. Sorry, it was long. My bad. Oh, nah, that's, hey, bro, like, that's what we wanted. That's what (laughs) we we needed. You know what I'm saying? We need to go ahead and give it to him, punch him in the face. and go, okay, go ahead and wake him up, man. No, that was was bar for bar for bar. Uh, I love the way you broke that down. There's an old saying that says it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. And if I were to ask most people what their biggest bill is, they might say their mortgage, their rent, their car payment, or maybe daycare. The reality is your biggest expense is taxes. And that's exactly why through my firm, we created a tax savvy strategy to be able to help our business owners save thousands in taxes and redirect that money to help them build wealth. So if you want to learn more about how we use wealthy tax saving strategies with our clients to help them avoid taxes legally and redirect that money towards building wealth, then click the link in the show notes to learn a little bit more. So my question then to you, which you know, probably seems pretty self-explanatory after that explanation. So you don't believe in leveraging credit in any type of capacity, right? Is is that, is that what I'm hearing correctly? Yeah. I don't leverage credit. Okay. So when someone, if someone were to say to you, man, but like, what about when you're financially literate and you can use other people's money to be able to create more assets for yourself, right? Because I mean, again, we we all have people in the ecosystem and everybody has their own thing that they do. And, you know, you can win however you want to win, right? But like my thought process to you, a question to you rather is, what is your response to that? Is it just, hey, to each his own? Or is it, this is why I, like, why do you prefer not to go that route, even if you are financially literate to be able to leverage that credit? 
So for me, um, and, I, and I, you know, I say to each his own, but I always leave with my my teachings come from what I do. That's mm-hmm. why I'm so passionate about it because right. I, can't nobody tell me it don't work because I do it. And so mm-hmm. for me, think about it, bro. How 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 can a bank lend money? They lend money because they get they get other people's money. Okay, wait, they're getting what? Other people's money. So why would I go to a third party? to get the same other people's money that I can offer a product to and yeah. I can get their money without paying a secondary person to use it. Now watch this, mm. that goes back to ownership. Now my belief takes place. I believe we don't own anything. I believe that we're stewards over what God gives us. The same way the bank functions, the bank doesn't believe they own money. They mm. know they're managing other people's money. So mm. in my mind, the money in my accounts, the money in my reserves, the money in my businesses, I don't, I don't think of it as mine. I think of it as God has blessed me with the ability to manage the resources that he has given me, and it's my job to grow it. And so for five years, bro, I didn't spend nothing on myself. I didn't go and buy this. I didn't go buy. I literally kept flipping other people's money because I wanted my business, my bank to grow so I right. could have a surplus of stuff in my reserves and then use my reserves to purchase the, the liabilities that I have. Right. So for me, if you're running a business, it never made sense to me to go out and over leverage your business to put yourself in predicaments when you can literally mimic the bank and literally go and offer products and services to the same people they're marketing to. They're marketing to your cousin, your auntie, your mama, <laughs> them, Rico, them, Bobo, them, uh, 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 Uncle Pookie. They didn't sell products to all of them. Yeah. So if the bank can sell products to Uncle Pookie and them, you're telling me that I, I don't have the ability to learn the skill sets, to sell and offer products, to use their money, grow their money, and then live off the money that I grow? No, ain't no bank better than me. And so mm. for me, it just never made sense for me to go and uh, pay a third party to go and get extra money that I can take my time to learn a skill set to then go and do it and, and, and build it. Now watch this. Everything is biblical based. Proverbs 13, 11 says, wealth gained hastily, you lose it just as fast. But wealth gathered little by little grows over time. So what did that tell me? I'm not in a race to go and live a lifestyle that I am not yet mentally, financially ready for. Mm. So I will take my time. I ain't got bro. I'm not. If I die today, my family got millions of dollars. Why? Because when I bought life insurance, I was able to buy wealth until I can build wealth. Mm. So I bought my family's future while I'm building our today. We're wow. good. Wow. You know what that makes me think about, bro? Um, so I, I have this saying that I say, you know, so you you save money, you invest in assets and you acquire businesses. Right. And so what, what, what you said reminded me of the concept of wealth is bought, right? Like, you know, saying like, but you're securing that on the front end. And so you're basically saying, okay, everything else is profit. My family, my legacy is secured. We're good. You know what I'm saying? We've already bought that for pennies on the dollar, arguably, right? We've already secured that. Now everything I do, I can just truly live in my calling and march towards building it while I'm here, because I already know no matter what happens, we good. Yep. That's powerful. And, 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 and the crazy thing is, bro, is when you live a life without debt, like it's it's crazy what four or five thousand dollars a month does. Like this, like the average black American 
makes $1.5 million over their working career. Mm-hmm. $1,082,577 of that 1.5, that's like 88 to 92% goes toward debt and finance charges. Mm. We, can, we can go to any black demographic, we can go pull up anything and you literally will be able to see. So for me, I'm looking at my future and saying, nah, I'm gonna just drop, bro. I was driving a 2004 Toyota Camry until this year while I ran a business with 20 employees. My, I, I used to joke, my team had better cars than me. Mm. Powerful. I don't live Powerful. in my car. <laughs> so I, 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 my first priority isn't to drive nice. My first priority makes sure my bank nice. Make sure, I, uh, bro, bro, when I when I got our S five fifties, when I got you know when I got our Rolexes, when I got my wife's a car, when you know when when I when I blessed my brother with a Rolex because I love him as a gift. Yeah, it it, it wasn't coming from bro. It was coming from overflow, from me making sure I stayed low until I felt God's hand on me to say, now it's time, do what you got to do. Nah, I love that, man. And here's the crazy part. Here's the here's the mind blowing concept. The reality of what you're saying is just don't buy shit that you're not supposed to that you can't afford to buy. Right. Don't buy into the illusion that, hey, because you can finance this, you can afford it. And in reality, you can't. Right. If you don't have it in cash, you can't. But we have just the society as a whole. We're all most of us are guilty of it think that, okay, because that house is $500,000, I can go get approved for a mortgage at you know less than 3%. I can afford it. But in reality, people are just living beyond their means because they bought into this infrastructure that that plays into the bank's benefit. Bro, so no, bro, that's, that's bro, bro, this, is, this is a This is a bank-led society. And just because you can make the payments don't mean you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people get it misconstrued. Because I can make the payments today. You lose your job. You lose your business. Your business go under. All those things. You can't afford it. You're making the payments, but you can't afford the lifestyle. So for me, the problem that most grown folk have, especially in our demographic, is the problem is your zero is the same zero that you had when you were a child. This is what I mean. When you look at your bank account, when I look at zero, if I have less than $100,000, I'm, I'm, I'm overdrafted. My zero is 100,000. Why? Because as I grew, I understood that my zero couldn't be the same zero that I had when I didn't have a job when I was 10 years old in my parents' house. Right. So, so I built my own line of credit by storing cash, by storing my money, and I'm using that as my buffer between if life went to shit, <laughs> we're good for, for at least two years because we have no debt. Right. I can literally minimize, go all the way down, go find a little apartment, $1,200 a month. Me, my daughter, my wife, and my son that's coming. We can live in that $1,200 a month property, eat, just eat. Our cars are paid off. And we're able to last two or three years just on that alone. Because why? As I made more money, I built more cushion on my zero. Right. But the unfortunate thing is because I can make that payment, I can keep my zero at zero, and that is bad stewardship, which is why most of our houses are cursed and not and not in abundance. Mm. Hey man, this is a this is a paradigm shifting podcast. I know for a lot of my listeners, they're gonna be like, wait, 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 wait. 
what am I supposed to do now? Like, he done, he done dropped his game on me. I got this, this car payment. I got this mortgage. I got all this stuff on financing. So my question for you is for someone that hears this and they don't fight, because people are going to fight it, right? They're going to go to their, they're going to go to their favorite finance guru and they're going to say, but Mr. So-and-so said that, you know, if you can do this with the credit and you can do that again, not knocking anybody's hustle, right? What would you encourage someone that listens to this and says, nah, I think I want to explore that, but they're, they're, they're going to have to wrestle with the unraveling, right? Uh, of this mindset that they've been indoctrinated with for their entire life. What, what, life. what, would, what would you recommend? It's kind of like a initial step process for them to begin to go down this road. The, the, the very first step is to understand is that um, uh, King David in Psalms, I'm sorry to be like extremely biblical. Oh, nah, bro, trust yet. me. This yeah. is this. Um, King, King, King David, when he wrote Psalms, and he was talking about Psalms 82, 6 says, ye are gods, were made in the image of the most high. But if you can, if you read Psalms 82, the full chapter, what he is saying is that we don't know that we're gods. The people of God don't know that we're gods because we're mm -hmm. walking in darkness. Right. Now, what is darkness? Darkness is the absence of light. Well, what is light? Light is knowledge. Once I know who I am, whose I am, and how I can be able to mitigate all of this darkness, now when I see things, I'm no longer bumping my head on them because I can see it. So you'll bump your foot on a bed if you if there's no light. But when the light is on, if you were to bump your foot on that bed while the light's on, now you're just being negligent, but you can't say that you didn't see it. And mm -hmm. the problem that a lot of us have, bro, is that we get emotionally tied and we move with emotion and we don't say, wait a minute, let me, now let me slow down. I'm excited about what that brother is saying. I'm provoked, I'm spirit provoked by him. But let me, let me, let me turn my light on first. Well, where are the lights typically? The lights are typically on the ceiling. So where are your lights in your mind? And so what I have to do, I have to turn on the lights in my ceiling and I got to get educated, have to learn. Before I make any drastic changes, I got to invest into an understanding, a new world of information that can allow for me to see things in a better perspective. And when I learn how to maneuver, and when I learn the mistakes I've made, then I can be able to put myself in a position to get myself out of the situation that I'm in. And so the mm -hmm. very first thing that I would say is get educated on this new concept of how can I have an abundant life without debt? The second thing is now I got to figure out where are the holes in my boat? Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? A lot of us are paddling to our dream, our dream life, but you got holes in your boat. So every time you paddle, you got to spend half the time paddling and half the time taking the water out your boat. <laughs> mm. And so I got to decide which is most important, future or putting the paddles in the boat, pack, taking time to patch up the boat so that I can be able to. So getting to your future needs to be because your destiny is in your destination. Mm. So I got to pause and fix my vehicle that I'm in and pass the holes that are in my boat. Jake, what are the holes in my boat? Everything that is taking money from your family's legacy and putting into the hands of somebody else's family's legacy. Hey, bro, bro, you, you, you will never see me with anybody else's brand but my own fam, but my own. Bro, my undershirt is even ABS, bro. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what, what, what does that mean? That means that a lot of us put too much time and we have too many things on auto draft 
leaving your family's house to go feed another family's house. Mm. One of the things that we fail to realize, GA, is that banks are owned by families. A mm. bank cannot create itself. The board of directors own the bank. And so these are the board of directors, they're families that are participating in the profits from you dumping your money there. So I got to say, how do I put my family first? The very first thing you can do, and listen, oh, let me let, let me pause real quick before I do this. This is not eat rice and beans. When me and my wife began to build our own bank, we began to do all these things, bro. We still had date night. We still went on vacation. We still did all of those things because why? I wasn't trying to drastically change my life. It didn't happen overnight. So I wasn't trying to save myself overnight. Mm. I, I, I much rather preferred me developing the habits Right. of consistency in this concept then trying to drastically change it because I was convicted <laughs> okay right, right, and right. so and so I began to slowly begin okay what are these things in my life that's take okay alcohol we drink we, we drink enough okay I, we go out to eat you know what I mean like I ain't gonna say we ain't gonna go out to eat but we spending four hundred dollars a month going out to eat let's just cut it in half that's two hundred dollars right. Every time we drink, we made a pack. We don't drink when we go out. Because why? Every time we drink when we go out, the bill is 65, 70 bucks. Right. That's saving 30, 40 bucks right there just on alcohol. So now we got at least $400. Okay, we got $400. Now what I'm going to do, I'm not going to tell you to cut off your cable, but but do you watch all those channels? Okay, so see if you, see if you can go save a couple of dollars on the cable. Right. So what I'm, what I'm teaching you is how to still be able to keep your sanity while saving a couple of bucks. So now mm -hmm. that I do that, okay, boom. I'm doing that. All right. All right. All right. I got that. Okay. Now why, why do I, this is a question. Why do I, why do I keep having to need the credit card? The reason why I have to keep needing to have to use the credit card is because the credit card is floating my bad decision-making. See, 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 I want to hear that. See, see, when I, when I need to use the credit card, that is me. You're not, you're not administering good financial principles. That's not good financial principles that you're administering. Needing to use the credit card, thank you so much, sir. Needing to use the credit card is your dependency on mama and daddy to continue to float you because you keep spending all your allowance. Mm. That, that's what that credit card is. That credit card, that, that, that bank is like your mama and your daddy. You get that, you get your allowance every 1st and 15th you go and spend it on fun and all this crazy stuff, living a life that you can't afford. And guess what happens, bro? <laughs> then, then you got to go and say, hey, mama, daddy, can I use your car? I, I, I need to be. So you got to figure out how much money am I needing to bridge this gap and why am I needing it? Ah, if I'm renting a place, let me find a cheaper place. If I got too much house than I can afford, let me get up out this house. Let, 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 me, find, let me find a smaller house. That yeah. I can be able to mitigate, that I can utilize. It's not for forever, but it will change your forever. And so I'm, I'm finding all of these holes that are inside of my thing. And I, and, I, and I realize, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I just fix my W-4, if I'm married and have children, I'm giving the, I'm giving that dessert. Just put one, two, or three, like HR tell you. Really fill out your W-4 with a certified year-round tax professional. Not no part-time furu. We're talking about somebody who do this for real. Right. And then I realized, wait a minute, I saved my money on this crazy stuff, and I'm still able to date my boo thing, ooh thing. Um, maybe I need to stop having my children in three sports. Maybe they need to just pick their favorite sport right now 
because I'm really doing three sports because I want to show that we good. Okay, a boom. So I got my, so I'm saving a little extra $150. So now I'm at 750. Well, most people don't realize when you fix your W-4, when you have children and you don't wait to the end to get your tax return, most people don't realize you will actually increase your, uh, at minimum, you will increase on average each of your paychecks, $250. So that's $500 a month that you get back in the year, not waiting at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So seven, what we say, 750 plus $500, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, that's $1,200 you have now extra to be able to utilize and use. Mm. Mm. Most people say, Jake, now what do we do? I need to pay down my debts? Hell no. You got yourself in that debt. I ain't finna double down and pay somebody else's, uh, uh, pay somebody, uh, pay somebody else's family off first. And I'm using all my money to pay down debt while I'm getting somebody else's family rich while my family broke. No sir, no ma'am. Next thing I'm gonna do, I'm not even gonna put my money in a policy. I'm gonna use that twelve hundred dollars a month to get, uh, get at least five to eight thousand dollars in a, in a, in a, um, in a reserve, cash, easy access, emergency money. And the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take that money. I'm going to take it out. I'm going uh, I'm to I'm take all the money out the bank, and I'm just going to put it in my safe. Now, watch this. Here go, people. Well, Jay, it ain't making you no money. Emergency money ain't supposed to make you money. Emergency money is emergency money. <laughs> it's, it's there for an emergency, okay? It ain't no wealth play. It's there just there for an emergency. You got that little extra five to 8000 you saved. Now, do I buy down my debt now, sir? No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, no, ham. No, sir. You continue to do the same thing. And now you start dumping that money inside of your insurance reserve. Why? Because now this money is what you're going to use to buy back your debt. So what happens, what happens uh, with a debt consolidation, uh, GA? What happens when people do debt consolidation? They end up consolidating the debt. They get uh, a centralized interest rate and they can send, you know, one payment for the seven outstanding debts that they had and, and make it, make it simpler in theory. Yes, sir. Yep. That's right. And somebody else buys your debt and then you end up paying that one person for all your stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Essentially. Right. Yep. So, so the yep. same way, the same way that other, same way that other banks buy your debt and then you got to start buying a new bank. So what you got to do with your extra cash, you start dumping the money inside your insurance policy because watch this, when you dump money inside your insurance policy, if you get the right type that we teach, you get access to your money in 30 days mm. from starting the policy. Then you take the money from your insurance policy, then you go buy back your debt from other people's families, and then you pay yourself back in, in monthly installments. You pay your debt back as if you owed, owed somebody else's bank. So what you're doing is you're consolidating and you're buying your own debt. So what happens with a debt consolidation? Typically what they tell you to do, they tell you don't pay any of your debts. Mm -hmm. They're going to say your credit's going to go down. Your credit's going to go bad. Don't worry about that. So what happens is this. <clears throat> what happens is this, Jay? You say, you say, uh, uh, we say, okay, okay. So, so what I got to do, you don't, don't, don't make any payments on your stuff. Because what we're doing, listen, we're not going to be using your credit anytime soon. So your credit's going to go down, like down, man. It's going to go down. But listen, we got you. So what we're going to do is going to go down. We need them to foreclose. We need, to, we need them to close out. And what we're going to do here, okay, buddy? Stay with me. Now, we're going to go and buy your debt for pennies on the dollar because when they close out, we can go buy it, and then you'll just make those payments. So what do you do? You trust the debt consolidation company because it comes, you know, highly. So you don't worry about your credit score. Watch the, oh, you don't worry about your credit score. Then they tell you, start making those monthly installments to us, to your, to your, um, and it's going to go inside of a reserve. 
And then there, you're going to start to see your debts begin to be paid off along the time. Why do they want your uh, debts to close out? Because when your debt closes out, they can now have somebody get on the phone and buy your debt for pennies on a dollar. And then they're yeah. going to have you buy your debt off from them when they made they made profits on it. So why wouldn't I do that for myself, GA? Right. Bro, <laughs> bro, is you crazy? Bro, is you crazy? Bro, uh, I told them I said, bro, come come get this come get this car. See, I'm a little bit more extreme because I have to teach it. I said, come get this car. I went and got me a cash car. Take all it. You see all this? You take all this right here. Go and take it all. Everybody, man, your credit's going to go down. Man, listen, let me tell you something. I'd rather my credit go down than me living in financial hell. Right. So I literally all my all take it all. So we listen, they we 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 in a bunch of debt, apparently, right? We're in a bunch of debt, right? But we got all our cash now. So 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 what did I start to do? This is what I started to do. I started to say, okay. Now that I got that out the way, now we got all our cash. Me and my wife went from an additional $1,200 a month to now we got an additional $3,000 a month because we're not paying the car note, anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. I took that money. My wife maybe owed like $5,000 left on her car. We ended up paying that off and I didn't have one. Mm -hmm. So we, now we're getting like $3,000 additional a month. Most people say, well, you use that to pay off your debt. No ma'am, no ham. We got $8,000 in an emergency fund at our house in a safe cash. Now we got this extra cash flow that we have. We began dumping that money in our policy. We did just like the consolidation company. We let all of our debts close out. Credit score went to hell. I'm cool because I, I don't plan on using y'all no, no way anyway. Okay. So right. then what I did, then I began to call. We got a debt that we owe 10000 on. We settled for $2,500. Mm. Are you hearing me? We mm. owe 10000 we settled for twenty five hundred. I took the money out of my bro, so that means I made a seventy five hundred dollar profit. Right. So I took the the twenty five hundred out of my account. I went and bought that debt. Debt cleared, paid in full, done. That was my first one. I'm amp now. Oh we. <clears throat> I'm real. So what do I do with that money? I didn't settle. I acted as if I had a consolidation company. So I paid myself $5,000 as if I was a consolidation company so that we could be profitable. Why is that important? Because I run all of my finances like it's a business, bro. I didn't use that extra money to go get a better car. We run it like a business. So we got more money in our policies. So I'm like, okay, so what's next? Then we begin to tackle every single one of our debts the same way. Bargaining and buying them for pennies on a dollar. Why would I pay full price for a debt that I don't even want anymore? Take the car, take the car, take the lifestyle, I don't care. Before you know it, four years, four, uh, it, now I'm gonna say it was hard because my wife was dealing with this ideology, we need credit. Well, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna get an apartment complex if our credit's bad? So we begin to do that, right? The moment we begin to do that, we look up in our insurance reserves. We got five insurance banks. I call them banks. We got five insurance banks with over $100,000 in our cash reserves from just doing that from three and a half years. Mm. Okay, well, now what? Now listen, listen to me now because there's a, there's a game, right? Yeah. So now every time we went to our apartment complex, we bought everybody say, uh, everybody say going to apartment complex is waste of money. Okay. I'm about to debunk that. So what we did with our policy was when your money's in a policy and you borrow against your policy, your money stays in the account making interest while you use the money. 
So I can I can take 10,000 out of my policy and use the 10, but that 10 never left my account still making interest. Hmm. Okay. So what I used to do, I used to go to the apartment complex because you know I'm financially lit now. And I say, listen, I want to pay it up for the year. Mm. What what can you do for me? Mr. Jacobs, you want to you, you want to pay it up for a year? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is what I want to do. Okay. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. What we're gonna do, we're gonna give you if you if you're gonna pay it for a year, Mr. Jacobs. What we're going to do, we're going to give you nine, three months off. So guess what? I, I, I saved money again. I was profitable. Something that was going to cost me a year to do, uh, pay for a year. Now I'm getting year access for nine months of pay in mm. my apartment complex. Watch this. I pulled it out of my policy. So now it didn't touch no old new money. That's old money in my policy. I borrowed against it. I paid it myself and now I pay rent or mortgage back to myself as if my policy is my mortgage. <laughs> Game. So I own where I rent. Game. Game. I own where I rent. Woo! Now watch this, GA. Don't forget, my wife runs a nonprofit and I run a business. Well, well, well when you're in a when you're in a uh, when you have a business, you can write off at least 20% of your, your location, your square footage. So my wife's nonprofit has another part of uh, the space we're in. My business works out of another place of the space we're in. So that's about 40% of my, <laughs> that's written off. Now watch this. This is some, some deeper stuff. My businesses give us a stipend for our stay as executives. Our family business and her nonprofit gives us a stipend for executive stay. No different than any other business. So now I wrote that off for my company. <laughs> it's a write-off, so I get to write. I'm we writing off like eighty to one hundred percent of where we rent. So the same, I'm I buy a house for the write-off, bro. I'm writing off damn near the whole thing, and I get three months free. Hmm. Ba- bars. <laughs> ba- oh, let me let me let me find a sound effect real quick. Hold on. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me. God, bars. Y'all hear that? He's giving y'all all sorts of game. Man, thank you for that. Thank you for that breakdown, bro. I got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anybody has eloquently explained and broke it down like that ever before. So appreciate that, bro, man. Bro, because most of them aren't living it. They're just selling it. Right. It's a big difference. It's the concept that they're selling. Bro, when I, when I created the private banking blueprint, the reason why it's a big hitter but we got people in over 10 countries that have bought the private banking blueprint because it's conceptual. It's not just insurance because it's the life of my family. Like I wrote the private banking blueprint GA for my son, my daughter and my wife in case I die too soon. Mm-hmm. I wrote it so they can read it. And it's like, it's our family blueprint. So, so when somebody other, other somebody else purchases it, they're literally reading like I'm like I'm their dad or I'm their brother showing them exactly how we did it. And so that's that I wrote it because that's our life. So I don't tiptoe. I don't do I don't secretly buy stuff, bro. The S550 cash, through our policy cash, the elect cash. My my brother, uh, uh, brother Ben X bought his uh, 2020 C8, 117,000 cash from his. Come on, bro, from his bank. 
He just been with me for a year. <laughs> hey, time. then he put it. Then he put it in his business name. So his business gets to write that off, and he's still making money on the money as if he never took it. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. D- different level. Different level, man. Hey, what else is there to be said? I mean, my guy, my guy came through and dropped heavy, heavy bars on y'all. Um, and so I'm really excited for, for us being able to collaborate in a more meaningful way in 2021. So we're going we gonna, we gonna to bring the uh, home banking blueprint we're going to bring, wait, I didn't say that, we're private banking, blueprint. Yep. We're going to bring that to the clients of Capital Wise and the ecosystem over, over here at our firm, man, because we, we, this is game, you know? And the way you have explained it and broke it down, I think anybody with any common sense that's willing to be convicted about the truth knows that this is something they need to adopt. So, and like you said, you can do it in baby steps. You don't got to... And jump off the deep end, um, but start to adapt that mindset and start to put in those habits, man. So we 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 appreciate you, man, for dropping this game. Um, so let me ask you this: What are you most excited about uh, as we close out this year and go into a new one? What are you most excited about? Well, me and me and my brother uh, with the company, we're expanding into a new industry. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about uh, the partnership with Capital Wise. Yes, sir. Uh, but most importantly, I'm I'm most excited about what COVID has allowed for us to do, bro. COVID has allowed for all of us to reset, strategize, refocus, and realign ourselves with who God is and the, you know, in the, in the, in the opportunities that we have out here. And, and I'm just, I'm just elated with that opportunity, bro. I'm excited about that. And I just can't wait for, um, you know, for what 2021 is going to bring. Um, what people fail to realize, bro, is that, COVID has done wonders for the black community, whether we want to believe it or not, because those who took this time to slow down and to really, really re-educate ourselves, realign ourselves, our lives have been changed forever. And, um, you know, as we're still under this COVID, as world is still slowed down, if you're not taking advantage of this slowdown time to realign yourself with God, realign yourself with the education, with the information, you know, find who the fools are versus the gurus. <laughs> uh, you you will definitely like put that. yourself in a position to win in 2021. Yep. Dope, dope. All right. So for everybody, it's like, GA, you cool and all, man. But I'm I'm tapping. I I gotta tap in with my man Jake. Where where can where can everybody find you uh, to make sure that they can get they can get tapped into this game you got going on on a every now. Let me let me just preface this. I've been, since I've been following you, I don't know if it's a day that I haven't seen you go live. I don't know if I've, if I've, if I've seen a day that you haven't gone live. So, I'm live every day. I'm live every morning, bro. So he, he's dropping game. He, <laughs> you know, it's funny. People ask me, they like, they like, how, like, don't, don't you feel like you're ever going to run out of game? I'm like, do you know how much I invest in myself? Like, nah, I'm, not, I'm never going to run out of game. Um, but you, you are a living testament to that because he go, he, he puts out more, more game than I put out. So how can people <laughs> tap in? How can people tap in with you now that they've, you know, have gotten this awakening of this knowledge that you've shared with them? Uh, Jake Taylor Jacobs on every platform. J-A-K-E-T-A-Y-L-E-R-J-A-C-O-B-S. Jake Taylor Jacobs on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, websites, wherever you want to find Jake Taylor Jacobs. That's how you can find me. And I do go live for free every day. 
Uh, my goal is two or three times a day, but for the most part, I do give you once a day. And my lives are like two or three hours. So they're like free master classes. Yeah, I, I didn't even know you could do a live that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I think, bro, I think I broke it. I think I broke, um, I think I broke the uh, Instagram or something. I don't know what it was because before they did like a little change or whatever the change was, bro, I was going live, bro, I was going live two or three hours and people was like, bro, does Jake got a cheat code? <laughs> bro, bro, do you uh, do you got stock in Instagram or something? I don't know right. why, bro. It, the the Lord was just increasing my territory, you increasing <laughs> my digital my digital territory. Nah, that's 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 dope, man. And my last question for you, bro, before I let you get out of here, is uh, what does living life uncensored mean to you? Uh, living life uncensored to me means that nobody owns me. I can say what I want to say. I can believe what I want to believe. I can um, move how I want to move, and I can do it um, with the intention uh, to move when God tells me to. Um, a lot of people, when we, when we, you know, when we finance and we work for other people and we minimize our gifts and the blessings and the anointing that God gives us to move in, we stop listening to our gifts and we stop moving in our anointing because somebody else makes our checks, they pay us. Somebody else um, uh, can shut our business down because we're overly dependent on them. So living life uncensored to me is literally living in your calling, living in what God has called you to do and, and, and living in your full, your full anointing. Amen, brother. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time. I'll let you go and let's definitely catch up soon, man. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?